Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that uses constant repetition to try to forcibly shoehorn obscure words and phrases into the cultural lexicon. Like what? Cock. Short cocking. Trim. You should be familiar with the last one. <sighs> Here are two guys that I'd love to go around the world with, Matt and Doug. Is that going to come back to bite me in the ass? <laughs> Around the world, is that something, is that, is that a sex thing? It's Around in a movie. The we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, all right. So it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good. Hanging in there. Okay. I think, uh, I think later in this, in my notes, I described this movie as kind of like the birthday blowjob of podcasts for Doug because he, he doesn't really want to do it, but he feels he has to, so he's kind of giving <laughs> a half-assed effort at it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I tried something new this week. I just watched the movie and just took notes and never paused once. I, I, I don't understand how you could do that with a layered film like we're going oh, into today. Well, yeah, there's so much. There's so much in this film. All right, so yes. let's go ahead and just jump into it. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. Okay, so not a ton because it. we should say that we're recording this on Monday, so... Once again, schedules all kind of cockeyed. But last week I had said that I was accidentally started watching a show and it started that one guy. That guy was J.K. Simmons. I couldn't believe I couldn't come up with his name. Oh, yeah. You know what? A couple of weeks ago you mentioned Michael Bean and you said, oh, that'll come up in what you're watching. And it never did. It, it, I talked about it the next week because I said that he was in the first episode, the pilot episode of Logan's Run, the TV series. And you actually oh, said that you never yes. didn't even know it existed. All right. Okay. Um, the Dungeons and Dragon movie that Tom Hanks was in was Mazes and Monsters. Correct. And that was a made-for-TV movie. 1982. Yes. All right. I saw that. All right. During the Sound of the Week last week, uh, do you remember when I asked this? Is that a Danny Elfman score? No. Uh, where is it? It's been a while. Duh. Summer School? Fucked up. Yeah. Scores by Danny, Danny Elfman. <laughs> Danny Elfman scored Summer School? Yes. I mean, I had no idea. I just kind of figured there's no summer way. School. There's no way, right? Well, yeah, there's there's no way. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked it up. I'm like, God damn, that does sound like him. So I looked it up. Sure enough, scored by da huh. Danny Elfman. All right. And do you know uh, what uh, what band he he's in or was in? Uh, the Bengals? Close. Oingo Boingo. Oh, Okay. Is uh, Oingo Boingo, was that the band that was playing in Back to School in the Big Party? I have no idea. There's something about a dead man's, the song is something dead man's, I don't know. I, it, that, yeah. Um, Geritol contained high amounts of iron and vitamin D. But it does have, uh, silver does have slight amounts of calcium. Centrum Silver? Yes. All right. Uh, I, in my description of the movie for this week, I said Hollywood Avenue. Of course, it is actually Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. The other Billy Bass song that we couldn't come up with was Don't Worry, Be Happy. And there is a third one. Really? Hunting, Fishing, and Loving Every Day. I've never heard that song. It's a country song, so you would not I'm be familiar. sure. I've never I'm heard sure of it, it either. All right. Uh, there were actually three women on the first page of IMDb for House. Okay. But the old Ooh, bag I, never got naked. I, I forgot to do the boob section for this movie. Okay. <laughs> I, 
I was kind of rushed, man. Okay, a, so. a tube TV can weigh up to an RCH over 200 pounds. So I was a little bit high on that, but not too far. All right. Um, <clears throat> you, had, you, you, you texted me this week and you said I was wrong. Pardon me. I got to hit the cough button. Be right back. Yeah. Um, and I said about the Packers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I said about override. This is now the third week that it's come up with Beverly Hills Cop 2, whether it was authorized or override. Uh-huh. And then I and then my third thing was that this movie is actually good once you get into it. Okay. <laughs> um, and your response should have been from Han Solo, Force Awakens. All of it. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> I actually, um, I have something on that as well. Uh, Jen agreed that I was right about the authorized override controversy. <laughs> no, it's not. Look at the subtitles, man. It's why would they say override when the guy says, I need authorization? And then they say override. They, they say over- you can, authorize. You can override authorization. Ah, okay. You're, you're just wrong. You, you're, you're going to go to your grave thinking that you're right on this. God, no, it must no, be horrible to be married to you. No, this is this is your stance on this, Doug. Just stand there in your wrongness and be wrong and get used to it. Yeah, yeah that's my clip. You can't <laughs> use that against me. Uh, okay, this this next this is actually a clip, and this is long. Um, and get out your your hanky. But we talked about this last week, and I'm not going to even say what it is. Just let it play out. Say, where is he? I want to give it to him. I know. He's in the store. A big bird? Huh? He's, he's, he's not in there. Oh. Then where is he? Big bird, uh, don't you remember we told you? Uh, Mr. Hooper died. He, he's yeah. dead. Oh, yeah. I remember. Well, I'll give it to him when he comes back. Big Bird, Mr. Hooper's not coming back. Why not? Big Bird, when, when people die, they don't come back. Ever? No, never. Why not? Well, Big Bird, they're dead. They, they can't come back. Well, I, I don't know. She's going to come back. Why, who's going to take care of the store? And who's going to make my birds eat milkshakes and, and tell me stories? <laughs> Have we heard enough yet? Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Big Bird's not that smart. Have I ever told the story about the episode where he, he bought the deaf chick uh, a stereo for her birthday? <laughs> no. <laughs> but she figured out that she could listen to the bass by uh She could sit on, placing... the, on the subwoofer? Yeah, and then like Howard Stern would yes. go and give her an orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine though, if you were a kid, or you're a parent and you have a say a six year old kid, and you set him down and you say, uh, "Watch Sesame Street," and you figure, okay, I got half an hour or an hour, however long Sesame Street is, that I can I can go do whatever, and then I you go jerk you, off in you, the bathroom, you, you walk back into the room where your kid's watching TV, and they're just bawling their eyes out. (laughs) It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, Foyer was the word we were looking for, I think. Foyer. Thank you. Yes, foyer. A big foyer. Yes. 
I was correct. There are 12 movies in the Friday the 13th series, even though only, I think, nine of them have Friday the 13th in the title due to copyright reasons. Oh, all right. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. I, there's a couple of other things that I couldn't find, like the Ewok coming. Couldn't get that to match up. And then the 80s men's clothing that I used to wear. I was, it was like Union Bay. No, it wasn't Union Bay. It, was, it, it wasn't Peloton. Or not Peloton. Pen, pen. <laughs> you were wearing um, pedal bikes yes. or stationary yeah. bikes, whatever the fuck they're called. Right. Uh, okay. So um, we, we had talked about when... Roger was packing his suitcase and how it reminded us of this. Oh, Marcus, what are you trying to do? Scare me? You sound like my mother. We've known each other for a long time. I don't believe in magic, a lot of superstitious hocus-pocus. I'm going after a find of incredible historical significance. You're talking about the boogeyman. Besides, you know what a cautious fellow I am. That actually fits perfectly into the whole house thing because the whole ghost part of it. Sure. Okay, a realtor gets 6% on both ends. Okay. So it's a total of 6%. So it's 3% and 3%. No. I looked it right. up. No. Okay, on both ends. But if they were just to come in and sell my house, the standard is like 6%. It is 6% total. If one person sold and like brokered the deal on both sides they might only take four and they take two percent off look it up all right uh domino movies all right there was the 1988 brigette nielsen film uh 2005 keir knightley mickey rourke film all right and then the 2019 brian de palma directed film which actually starred nicolaj coster waldo do you know who he is that's Jamie Lannister. Yep. And the last thing I have before the other part is Bull's full name on Night Court is actually Aristotle Nostradamus Bull Shannon. Oh, all right. Who did Honestly, a lot of these probably should not have made the cut, but uh, the first one is you, and I don't remember if you're mocking me or you're mocking you. It's one of the two. All right. A big fucking deal, and you're like, well, it was wrong. Big fucking deal. (laughs) I was right. You were wrong. Yeah, you you didn't capture that correct. Uh, The next one is also you. That's no moon. That's no moon. Yeah, yeah, you got it. All right. Okay. And the next one, there was actually some question about whether or not you had the right character or not. Always two, master and apprentice. Always two, there are. No more, no less. A master and an apprentice. You had the character right. You didn't have the dialogue right. No, I sounded more like Grover. <laughs> Well, that, Hello, everybody. that would have I been Phantom Jedi. Menace. Or is it is it Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace that he goes Tolo to Grover? Oh, I don't know. All right. The next one is me. Call me Snake. Call me Snake. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty much what it is. Uh, You're the, a little bit, more throat, th- little bit more throaty on that one. Okay. 
This one is you. Hey, how's it going? Hold on a second. Let me turn the music down. I'm having a poker game here. Hello? Roger. Yeah? What's that noise? Uh, the guys have got the music turned up. Hold on a minute. Hey, guys, would you turn that down? I mean, I'm on the phone for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it goes on. You're, you're not even close. Well, you know what? A lot of times when I'm doing that, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. I don't write it down exactly what uh, they say. Okay, well, that'll probably be your excuse for this clip as well. Then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, isn't that the closet in the bedroom where she hung herself? Whoops. <laughs> That's the closet in her bedroom. It's the same room where she hung her. Yeah. Where she passed away. Uh-huh. Uh, the next one is me. Um, and bonus points if you can tell me what movie this is from. Grenade! Grenade! Not a clue. Top secret. Oh, all right. Uh, the next one is you. Black eyes that roll to the back of their head. <laughs> Lifeless eyes. Black eyes like a doll's eye. Those make me laugh just because it's so <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, the next one is really, really short, and you kind of talk over it, but it's kind of there. Yes. <laughs> me making a baby noise oh all uh, right uh, will that come up again will that come up again this week no no, no probably should have but uh the next one is you shoot shoot yeah and the yeah. last two are me first one's pretty good huh <laughs> what's that from it's from when the spool runs out oh when, when roger gets pulled into the closet and uh Harold just says, huh, huh, huh. All right. yeah. <laughs> and then the last one's me, Dad, Jimmy, Dad. Jimmy, that's it, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you this week, victory is mine, yep, I was gonna take that one, anyway, so let's move on, hey man, what's new now, what's fucking new now, I have almost nothing. Yeah, I I have almost nothing as well. So, uh, and this could have been in the <clears throat> housekeeping section, but you already referenced it already. Last week we were talking about the Packers, mm-hmm. and I just definitively said, "Well, there's no way they're going to lose to Washington <laughs> <laughs> with a backup quarterback." And in all likelihood, they will lose this week. Oh, absolutely! And then they'll probably lose at Detroit two weeks from now. Oh, that would. That might be a backbreaker if they lose at Detroit in in two weeks. But actually, yeah. don't they have the bye week in there? I think their bye week is week fourteen. Oh, is it really that late? Okay. And then I think the week after Detroit, Mike McCarthy comes to town for a Sunday night showdown. Uh, and Dallas looks okay, and they got Dak Prescott uh-huh. back, so they looked good with their backup. Yeah, right, it's important to have a decent backup. Oh, that's yeah. what's great about the Packers. You know, they're mm-hmm. solid across the board. They have depth at every position. <laughs> Yeah, remember during training camp, everybody, all the pundits going, "This is ju- they're just going to have an amazing defense." Yeah, they have not. No, I, I was, I, I was they shocked a, they, they watching let, the game. They let a guy, they let a guy that was shot twice in the leg eight weeks ago run all up and down them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love how at one point after Rogers threw an incomplete pass, he just says. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they showed the replay, and obviously you couldn't hear him, but 
the, the uh, commentators, who was it? It was Moose, and I don't remember who the other guy was. Some other guy that I've never seen before. And he basically said, well, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, you probably remember a couple months back, I was talking about my dog. My dog's eye was all fucked up, and it's mm-hmm. gotten better. Now my dog's other eye is fucked up. No. Oh. Not, not nearly as bad, but still, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just he's getting old and stuff. But the only other thing I have is Jen was out of town last weekend. And since she was out of town, I figured I'll go to the grocery store on Friday. Go to the grocery store on Friday, kind of get that out of the way. It gives me all Saturday to do nothing, which I'm a big fan of doing nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really good at that. I I so rarely get to just do nothing. So I was really looking forward to that. But I'm in the grocery store Friday night, and just this, this wave of depression came over me. And there wasn't like something behind it. it it wasn't like i had a bad day at work or jen and i got into a fight or it, it was nothing like that it was i don't know if it was just because i'm a single guy in a grocery store friday night shopping by himself i don't did know you, what did it you, was. were you in the frozen food aisle and walked past the pizza pizza freezer and caught a glimpse of yourself in the glass no that actually did come up at work though <laughs> <laughs> but so i guess i do have one other thing but you know i i'm Get done grocery shopping, and I, there are for me two surefire cure for, cures for depression. And well, giving giving some guy ahead. <laughs> well, Jen was out of town, so one of them was off the table. And uh-huh. I, and I mentioned the the pet store I used to oh, go to yeah. is closed now, so I had nothing I could do. So I had to go home and have a sad jerk, <laughs> <laughs> sad jerk. But today at work, um, I I'm not. I'm not a chatty guy generally with, with people I don't know just because it's not in my nature. But I'm riding in the elevator and it's just me and somebody else and they held the elevator door for me. So I'm like, oh, hey, thanks. And, you know, she it's a, a girl and she's talking to me and I just I say, hey, what's going on? And then I look and it's one of those uh, elevators that have the, the brass doors mm-hmm. that you can see your reflection in. And I saw my reflection in the mirror and I just kind of put my head down and stood in the corner. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> so that's it for me. Yeah, about the only thing is, you know, that significant that happened is I bought a bunch of stuff at Sierra Trading Post. Do you have those in Ohio? No, I don't think so. They're usually always attached to like a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls or it's like the discount camping, okay, sure. outdoorsy stuff. Uh, and a couple of things that I brought home, put them on and I'm like, this does not look good. Uh, so I'm returning them. And the lady at the counter sounded like she smoked like six packs of Marbreds a day. Okay. And she's like, uh, do you have a, a select buyer card? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And she's like, okay, well, you seem like the kind of man who knows what he wants. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you know, showing off major grizzled, sunburnt, cleavage, weathered, leathered cleavage with a big tattoo on her tit. And it was just, it was uncomfortable, especially when she said that, that I looked like a man who knows what he wants. Am I a man that knows what he wants, Matt? Uh, well, you're a man that can't read signs. <laughs> I don't know if you're a man that knows what he wants. Right. Yes. So, um, yeah. That's it? That's, that's, that's really, I mean, nothing too exciting. A little bit of work, a little bit of uh, hanging out, a little bit of drinking, Nothing too exciting, man. So 
actually I'll go back to one thing. Mm-hmm. My um my son has has been going to all the football games. And I told this story a couple of weeks ago where Jen started crying because he was going to the football game. And <laughs> irrational Jen. And but he they've been having theme nights for all their football games. And this was their last football game for the season before playoffs. And the theme was like frat boy douchebag. I'm sure it had some other title, but that's how he described it. Okay. And I'm looking at him. He's dressed up. I'm like, why are you dressed like that? And then he told me, I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, oh, do you want the Rolex? (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, Do you have a fake Rolex? Do you have a fake Rolex? When my dad got sick, um, we went through. We started going through his stuff, and I found a Rolex. It is not a real Rolex. All right, and it it doesn't work. But mm-hmm. he he took it to he he put that on, and he said that it was the the perfect topper for his outfit. All and right. apparently, at least some of his friends thought it was real. No, <laughs> oh, what are you doing wearing a ten thousand dollar watch? And, well. And the reason why he said that people believed it was real, it's like, well, we know your dad drives a Porsche. It's like, yeah, he drives an old Porsche. <laughs> and and these are the same friends that have described me as someone who looks like a homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> right. And have questioned, how did I, you know, get someone like my wife? But well, like I said in the open last week, we, we chased threes, settled for fives and married eights. How it happened? I don't know. It's a miracle. All right, so time for Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. This has three parts. Mm-hmm. I'd be very impressed if you could get it from the first part. I'd be less impressed if you can get it from the second part. You should definitely get it from the third part. All right. Okay. Not a clue. Okay. This one should give it away. Is that from Aliens? So close. So close. I think you have the right director. Okay, so Ridley Scott. No, James Cameron. Oh, I'm sorry. You said Aliens, not Alien. Yeah. Well, Alien is 79. Yeah. So it's not Aliens. No, it's not Aliens. Uh, Terminator? <laughs> well, no, Ridley Scott. What, would have, what Ridley Scott movie would have been from the 80s? I don't know, man. What's the third one? I, I, I recognize the sound. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's 224 is, to 176. Yeah, okay. Got it. As soon as I heard the... Ba, 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 ba. 
Yeah, so, that's this is the thing. Where he's pouring himself a drink. Enhance. Oh, wait a second. No. no. <laughs> um. You got it. You have it. If I say it, you're going to be pissed. Oh, fuck. Enhance. Blade Runner. Yeah, it's Blade there Runner. There you go. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it is the the scene where he's he does the really unrealistic thing where he's going around corners with the picture. Yes. Yes. And that's actually right. become quite a meme. So before we get into the movie proper, I have a question for you, Doug. All right. Are you lazy, Doug? Am I lazy? No, I'm not lazy. Can we reuse the song? And I said, only if you're lazy. You're not a lazy person, are you, Matt? <laughs> Did I reuse? I was put in the casket. Some crowds at Kazarine. Didn't know who my dad was, but it was Zeus. Sicily, Normandy. You have no idea how hard it was to put that together. Because <laughs> it sounded pretty flawless from a, the music perspective. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. So I reused the song, huh? Yep, the, it was originally used in Season 5, Episode 18, and you reused it in Season 7, Episode 12. Well, it's hard to keep track of these things. Well, you'll have a spreadsheet now, which is the reason why I didn't send it to you, because I caught that. Okay. However, for, for full disclosure... It's the Dead Zone. Scrum Rat. It's the Dead Zone. <laughs> Scrum Rat. Oh, yeah. So you you reused it also. <laughs> yeah, I reused uh, Jitterbug, which was actually season five, episode 17, and reused season seven, episode five. Oh, well, it happens. So for this film, I went through many, many, many iterations. I started with Juice Newton. <laughs> Jeez. What, what song does Juice Newton do? Angel Wake of the Morning. The, Angel of the Morning. Yeah, she had really long hair, didn't she? Yes. Down to her ass. And then I had Aerosmith, Angel. All right. And then um, Black Crows, She Talks to Angels, mm-hmm. Sarah McLaughlin, um, just Angel, but th- that reminds me of Dead Dog, so I couldn't use that. <laughs> so here is this week's soundbed. Actually, I do have one last question before we get into it. When you are doing, what is your intent when you're writing your songbed? Just whatever comes to my head, because there's been times where I've talked about the movie, and then there's been times where it's just like, I'm just going to rattle off the cast and a few things and blah, 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 just to kind of, you know, I'm I'm not trying, it's not high art. A lot of times I'm just doing it to get it done. Yeah, oh, I understand. See, I try to have it be at least related to the film, tell some mm-hmm. of the plot, and I try to, if possible, make it funny. And I try to also make the the words fit with what the original words are, so I, I'm not trying to shoehorn it in. All right. All right, so. Used to fuck for some cash For a C-note she'd lick your ass Quit the streets years ago Tries to hide she was a hoe 
January oh, sorry wrong January 18th uh, 1985 it was written by Robert Vincent O'Neill and Joseph Michael Kala O'Neill directed both the original and this week's movie sequel along with writing them uh, Kala is best known for writing all three angel films there is a third one in the series which I have not seen he actually does appear in this film as the sanatorium guard this movie stars Betsy Russell, best known for the five of the Saw films, Rory Calhoun, best known for one of my favorite films, Pure Country, Susan Tyrell, best known for one of the worst films I've ever seen, Forbidden Zone with Hervé Villachez, Ozzie Davis, best known for Bubba Hotep, Barry Pearl, best known for Grease, and Robert F. Lyons, best known for Platoon Leader, Stephen M. Porter, best known for Million Dollar Baby. It grossed an RCH shy of $6 million on an unknown budget. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 33 with critics and 26 with audiences, which is about exactly half of the score that House had. Are you muted, Doug? No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Just nothing to say. I'm protesting. (laughs) So, obviously, you did not see this in the theater. I did not see this in the theater. You did not do the research on the boobs so we don't have to well go I, all i know is the main chick was like naked in like five different things and i think the most the one that she was naked in the most was private school okay i have that yeah but i i had never seen this and i had never seen the first one but i remember vividly the poster for the first film mm-hmm. and the poster for the second film is actually kind of duplicated in a way but so there was no last time you saw it this is a little bit of a change-up for us because instead of ending on, it actually starts on... It starts with a freeze frame. Freeze frame! Yeah. <laughs> is this our first New World Pictures production? Uh, I would doubt it, but I do not remember another one off the top of my head. Yeah, no. No. Um, but we see a, a woman, or women, multiple women, stretching before a race... And like, is this a track meet or this is this just gym class? No, this is a track I have no meet. Idea. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I was lost for parts of this movie. <laughs> it's too complicated. Who are these people? <laughs> but they're running on dirt, and they show a close up of Angel. Angel is played by a different actress than was in the first film, and she runs what? weird. She, she priced herself out of the sequel, didn't she? She asked for too much money. I think she, yeah, she asked for too much money. 
Mm-hmm. But the woman that is now playing Angel runs kind of weird, but she wins the race. Yes. And there's some guy, there's a couple of guys cheering her on. I have no idea who they are. All right. So one of them is her boyfriend, Terry, who is in yes. this scene, does not appear for the rest of the film, is never no, mentioned not, in the rest of the film. That's not true. He's he's in the, the mock trial scene at school. Oh, is he in the mock, yes. mock trial scene? Yes. Okay. But then the other person is the cop that helped Angel get off the streets in the first I just film. have him as I just have him as Lieutenant. Yeah. The entire on all my notes. But it looks like uh, one of the guys is trying to rope Terry into a three-way, a devil's three-way. And Terry leaves, and it is Lieutenant and Angel, or Molly, that are walking away. And her boyfriend asked her if he wanted to go, if she wanted to go steady, which she thought was kind of cute. And Mm -hmm. she is supposed to be in her last year of law school. This movie takes place four years after the first one? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But... But she, she leaves. Lieutenant lights a heater. But now they're on the beach, and they're talking about Terry, and Terry doesn't know about her past. Right. And the lieutenant asks if, if they're serious, and she's like, I like him. I like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says. But should she tell him from a – this goes back to something I said to my son last week. A lie of omission is also a lie. Okay. If you sucked a guy's cock before you and Jen got married, would that be something that you would tell her? We've talked about it. <laughs> and she's okay? She's okay tasting some other guy's dong in your mouth? Well, I, it wasn't like immediately before I met her. I've brushed my teeth since then. <laughs> yes, but this uh, one—he was one of thirty-seven <laughs> in a row. Uh huh. But the the lieutenant asked, "Why should she tell him?" Angel is dead. She has her whole life in front of her, and, and she talks about how she used to hate cops, but now because of him, she's going to be a lawyer. And y- you've mm-hmm. mentioned that it's four years after the first one. So four years of college in three years isn't bad. The lieutenant says that. Unless something is very, very different in California, you would have four years of undergrad. And then in all likelihood, three years of law school. Is that how long law school goes for? Three years? I believe so, yeah. All right. But the cop is getting hung. Yeah. Yeah, he's hungry. He wants to eat before he has to go back to Hollywood. We get some nice B-roll of Hollywood Boulevard. (laughs) Right. Lights another yeah, heater. He's, he's, yeah, while he's driving his K car. And this is actually a carryover. He did this in the first film as well, even though it was a different actor. He always lights his heaters with matches, and then immediately after he lights it with a match, he just tosses it out the window. Oh, so this is a different actor also? Yes. All right. Same character, <clears throat> different actor. And there right, is a guy. He sees... There's a guy shown in the background who's playing with a yo yo, and I didn't know if they're going to actually get back to him because he actually is from the first film. It's played by the same guy. All right. But is Johnny Glitter in the first one? No, he is not. What about Kit Carson? Yes, he is. Okay. And and Solly? Yes. All right. Any of the horrors that we see? No, none of the male to female horrors that we see <laughs> were in the All first right. film. And okay. the baby was not but, in the first film either. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sperm in the background. Well, it could have been like in the background. Anyway, never mind. But what what does the cop see? He's watching some older guy drag a young whore. Um out of like a diner. Right. 
and he's he's visibly disgusted. But he just lets it go. He he doesn't be a cop. Yeah. And they show a bunch of street performers on the street. Have, mm-hmm. have you ever seen the the knockoff Elmos or the knockoff Buzz Lightyear that you see in Vegas or in Chicago or New York? I think it's most. I think it's mostly Times Square that you see those things. Oh, they have them in Vegas too. Do they? Yeah. All right. And now, I mean, it used to be you had to pay them for, and they'd give you a Polaroid. What is it now? That you they you need to pay them to take a picture with your phone? I have no idea. But it's I have no in idea. Vegas. It's it's things like that, and there's showgirls. But there's a limo that is shown driving by, and I'm guessing these are the bad guys. And yes. we've got s- some thugs. And then we see a woman in a shower. And <clears throat> apparently she is Asian because her parents you're Asian. are. I would say you're Asian. Okay. Because her yeah, her dad her dad is is uh, as my father would like to say, that's an oriental gentleman. <laughs> and I think the mom who does come up in a bit is is just some white broad. Right, that's why I said she's you're Asian, but she's in the shower. She's got a rocking body, uh, and we're cutting. We cut back and forth from the car to the limo to her. And at first, I thought they were putting in earpieces. Yeah, they're putting but in comms. Th- but then I see that they've got shotguns. And it's like, oh no, these are actually wise criminals. They're putting in ear protection. Oh, is that ear protection? Okay, I didn't. Even I'm catch pretty that. sure it was ear. I'm pretty sure it was ear pro. Uh, so, yeah. a- answer me this question: They are as they're kind of getting ready. They're they're loading the shotguns and. Two guys have either a shotgun or a rifle, and one guy just has a pistol. Did he draw the short straw? And that's the guy that's also wearing the the shitty light blue windbreaker. <laughs> okay. But as they're loading the guns, they're just loading them, and then they put on gloves. Mm-hmm. I would assume putting on the gloves would be for fingerprints, or is it to not get... Uh, what? What's the point of that? I don't... It looks cool. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But... In the cutting back and forth, we do get a little bit of... We've got Bush. Oh, uh-huh. pie. Makes it a better yeah. movie than House. but And we see her police uniform hanging over the towel rack. And as she's putting on lingerie, and then she's also uh, taping a, a wire to her chest. Yeah. Had this movie been made like three years prior, she would have had to tape like a boombox to her chest. <laughs> But we go back to Andrews, and he's on the radio, and he finds out that his undercover girl's cover might be blown. And Heavy heat is coming down on her, and he, so he pulls a U-banger, and uh, does he lose a hubcap? I, I don't think so, yeah. All right. I, but the bad guys are getting out, and I said, they're all wearing gloves. They're in Chinatown. Bad guys go up the stairs. They kick in the door, and they just start firing indiscriminately. Yeah. yeah even after they kill the dad. They're just like blowing up furniture, potted plants and <laughs> furniture and stuff. Yes. And, and, and what then, is the mom doing as as they're just unloading into everything? Is she just standing there with like a tray of tea? She's just standing there like, ah, she does not move at all. Yes. Yeah. And just for you, there's some slow-mo in here. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. But the, the cop, the lady cop, she uh, draws her gun. She hits one and then she gets wasted. Right, but my question was, are these guys shooting at anything at all? No, I don't think so. It, and the, I thought the cop got blown away, but he didn't. He just gets hit. And then one of the guys goes into her bedroom and just starts tearing stuff apart. Like, yeah, look, looking he's looking for something. for something. They're looking for something, and then they open up an Asian fan, and there's some papers in that. But Andrews is on the way, and 
the bad guys are taking off and Andrew shows up and they get into a shootout. And there's one guy that's just standing there <laughs> in the middle of the street. And is that Johnny? Is that Johnny Glitter? No, it, it's the Johnny Glitter is actually over by the stairs. This guy's just standing oh, in the middle right. of the street. And then Andrews goes and pushes that guy out of the way. And Andrews gets shot. Mm-hmm. And one of the bad guys dies. And then Andrews gets shot up. He's pretty badly wounded. And he has as a, the car as as the car goes by him, he gets shot by a guy out the window. And one of the guys showing earlier um, sees a guy with glitter saw all this. And the guy with glitter actually has a, he, he's like a wrestler because he has a shit. Sorry. He has, he has walk up music. You should get that. I don't know if you will or not. No, I don't get it. It's a that. Gary Glitter song. Oh, ah, ha, ha, But yes, uh, but the lieutenant stands up, staggers, falls. Um, the the street performer who we find out is Johnny Glitter comes up to him, and I think you have something. Yes, the interaction between the two of them. Angel, angel. I ain't no angel, pal. <laughs> Sorry, you got hurt. And then he runs away, running like Phoebe with his arms all flailing. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's so running like he's wearing back. high heels. I guess I didn't notice that. But now we're back at the college. It's a mock trial, and she's going up against her boyfriend. Um, and she seems to be doing all right, but then she gets an envelope, and uh, it, bad news. She starts crying. And would they interrupt this? Well, first of all, I guess she was his... Uh, his ward, he he was her guardian after the yes. first film. So mm-hmm. maybe they, they would tell her she would be in, in she would be notified as like next of kin. But I don't think they would find her at her law school and inform her this way. Mm, I don't know, but maybe, uh, that's, maybe that's California college policy. Okay, but now we're at a gas station and a convertible pulls up, and there's a guy that's in there. He's that I recognize him from something, but I don't know what. And he's smoking a cigar and he gets out. A caddy pulls up and the guy smoking the cigar gets in. And where and are they going to? Uh, and it's like, oh, it's one of the thugs that was just in the shootout. They go into a car wash. And, Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. And he gives the boss. At this point, we think it's the boss. Mr. Gerard. Do you know who, do you know who this guy is? Mark Singer? No, I have no idea. No, he's the guy in, um, not Snakes on a Plane, um, Escape from New York, that has the spiky oh, yeah. hair yeah. and walks up to, to, to Snake Plissken and goes, <sighs> Yeah, I, actually, I, I, I can see that. Yes. Um, as I was, you know, I just, I found that out as I was trying to uh, connect my next movie, which, by the way, completely found it by accident on my second try. I'm like, oh, well, this is easy. This is really easy. So <clears throat> he gives, yeah, gives this dude the papers that they found. The, um, this guy, the bad guy, the thug, tells of the street performer, and his boss is like, hey, man, we don't need a bigger body count. And, and the bad but, guy says, I almost shot him right there. Yeah. And then we go to a cemetery. Angel's at yes. the cemetery. 
and, and she, this is this is this is where we get some of her outstanding acting. Yeah, and she's she's dressed for a funeral. She mm-hmm. she's wearing a pearl necklace, probably not the first one she's had, and she has a single rose. And we find out that the cop was only forty three. That was a hard forty three. Well, I mean, he smoked a lot, so. But the headstone uh, is already there. The grass is already underneath the headstone. How much later is this? I don't know. Again, maybe it's California cemetery policy that they get this shit up right away and throw down some fresh sod. But his his headstone says, a loving friend, and she gives this Oscar-worthy speech. I know you hate speeches, Anders, but I'm going to get those bastards. So help me God. I buy it. Yeah, she sounds like an extra on MacGyver. <laughs> but Angel is back in her old stomping grounds, and there are similar locations from the first film, and things have changed a lot since she got off her back. A lot of the old haunts are gone. There's a lot of places that are out of business. And we see a John walking out of a pizza place with, with two hookers, and he says, how much will 50 bucks get me? And the, the two girls say, loads. But then we see the yo-yo guy who was kind of in the background before. His name is Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't recognize her at first, which I don't know if that's a meta commentary because it's a different actress or probably not. Right. But, but he's he, happy to see her, but he's like, you've changed, man. <laughs> Philip, you've changed. Well, they talk about changes and Angel sees a young girl and it's she says that it reminds of her of herself because if you remember my plot synopsis from last week of the movie that preceded this one, she was started working the streets when she was 12 years old. And this is also a... Yeah. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? But, yeah, because they say that the, she she can't be over 13 years old. And who are they going to go and see? She, and, she's, and she's from Omaha. They're going to go see Sally. And Sally was unattractive in the first film. And she's played by the same actress. That has not changed. She's got eyebrows that really really bother me all right have you ever met anybody that did not have eyebrows but painted them on oh i've got all kinds of um old bags who are customers that have that or they're tattooed that that's that freaks me out yes it's yeah the tattoos it's it's a little weird but what are you gonna do man if you got no eyebrows they're shaved though her eyebrows are shaved yes Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't notice that. I, I guess I wasn't looking at her eyebrows. I was looking at the fact that she was welding, and she said, yeehaw, as she was yelled, welding. Well, in, in the first film, she was a shitty painter, and she's graduated to being a shitty welder now. Okay. But Yo-Yo right. and Angel walk in. It's been four years, and unlike Yo-Yo, Sally actually recognizes Angel right away. I don't believe Here, you little shit. You're not walking the streets, are you? I told you never to come back to this town. <laughs> Come on, man. Look what you done now. You woke up the fucking baby, you pervert. What, what kind of a world do we live in that someone like Sully has a kid? <laughs> well, I, I mean, ain't her kid, it, but it, it belonged to a dead hooker. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what her eyebrows actually remind me of? What's that? The eyebrows on the Batman 
cowl from the Adam oh. West Batman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. On his blue satin. Yes. <laughs> All right. But but uh, I just have Angel. I don't. I never call her Molly okay. once. It's always Angel. Asks about the lieutenant. Sally doesn't know who shot him, but the word on the street is Johnny Glitter witnessed it. And she says that, you know, who can help us find him is Kit Carson. Kit Carson was in the first film played by the same actor. He was a former like Hollywood Western stuntman. And he was always referencing, you know, when he worked with this person or that person, whatever. And, yeah, he's not dead. He he's where is he? Uh, he's in a loony bin. Yeah, he's at the Nut Hut, and uh-huh. we, we they pull up at the Nut Hut, and there's a security guard who's just twirling his revolver. This is the this is the writer. The director. Oh, the writer, yeah. not the director. Okay. Well, and, no, the I thought you said the director directed both and wrote both. Yeah, and then there was a, a separate writer. Ah. The writer wrote all three, and the writer is actually this guy. Okay. But. They they pull up and what do they pull up in? Um, oh God, what's the name of the truck in the movie Cars? <laughs> that's that's played by Larry the Cable Man. It's a hearse. Keeter, Skeeter, Keeter. No, it's it. Well, it says cemetery. Eventually, well, yeah. Eventually. It, well, it says cemetery <laughs> but, the whole time, but but every every time we see this this truck, it's going. <laughs> Just like the um, the dune buggy in that one cartoon show that we've referenced on this podcast. Before. Is that the one with the shark? No, it's not the shark. Because I believe you asked that the last time as well. <laughs> That's probably true. And I, I, I'm pretty sure if I went through all the old song clips, I probably could find a clip of the um, sputtering dune buggy. Right. Yes. Uh, but yeah. uh, they pull up and they say they're here to pick up a body. And the guard says, I didn't know anybody died. And there's nothing on his paperwork. And then... There is Sully is dressed as the widow and she just starts wailing. Is, mm-hmm. is is that how body pickups really work? Where you have the next of kin come to the body pickup? <laughs> I don't think so. And as they get kind of waved in by the guard, Sully calls the guy an asshole. <laughs> yeah, as they're pulling away. Probably the, yes. the tone of this movie is all over the place. And mm-hmm. it's well, here's the thing: is it, it it's trying to be campy. Uh-huh. And it fa- it fails miserably at its campiness. There are a couple parts in this film that actually do work, and I will reference them as we get to them because they are few and far between. Uh huh. But Angel is dressed up as a nurse. She has the slutty nurse Halloween outfit on. Yeah, short skirt, form fitting. Um, and this is when I figured out that it was a loony bin because there's a guy sitting there and he's fishing in a bucket. Yes, and. Angel and Sally are splitting up. We don't actually know where Yo-Yo is going, even though we find out a little bit later. But they will meet back at the hearse after they find Kit. And this angel is much more stacked than the first angel was. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, go watch Private School. She shows her boobs in that a lot, and they're sort of decent. There's a couple pictures where they look a little bit mournful. Okay. But, I mean... They're they're decent, but the security guard security guard is snooping around the truck, and he peels off a piece of like duct tape or something, and it reveals that this is a pet cemetery truck. Do pet cemeteries actually have hearses? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Although there is a billboard for a prominent um, funeral home 
in the area. I think it's Krause Funeral Homes. And there's a big billboard on the highway that we frequent that has uh, – it's advertising for um, – Pet funerals and cremation services. Well, we had our our pet cremated, but that was actually handled by the vet. The vet sent it to the funeral home. Yes. And you could pay extra to have – normally they just kind of throw them all in together. Yeah, you pay extra, you get their actual ashes. Yes, yes, yeah. And we did that with our first dog and we sprinkled his ashes um, on a trail at the Shangri-La. And then when it was time for the second one, it was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it, it, in you know, if you have a smaller dog like we did, it's like a little Shriner hearse that shows up. <laughs> I thought you might think is that it, was funny. It, it was, is it is it like the thirty seven guys on the giant bicycle pulling a little trailer? Yeah. But um, Yo Yo was actually taking a piss, and when the cop or the security guard discovers the fact that it's not actually a, a real hearse. And Angel has now found Kit. She slowly walks in and goes up to him, and he's in a gown, but he recognizes her. Yeah. And he picks her up and spins her around, and it's just something creepy about it. He was crazy in the first one, and he is crazy in this one as well. Yeah, he states he's not supposed to be there. But um, is it the security card that's like, someone call the nurse? And who answers the phone? Who's the nurse? Jerry's mom. Mrs. Seinfeld. And she's like, nobody died here. Um, but then, he put yeah. he puts on his outfit, his like cowboy outfit. Well, not all of it. He puts on a jacket, his holster, and cowboy boots, but he's still got his, his gown. nut hut gown on. Yeah. All right. Right. He and, asks about the lieutenant. Because he says that he was that Andrews deputized him and he, he pulls out a badge and he can't wait to see him. Yeah. But sorry. No, that's right. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm sorry. But Molly said, no. Angel says, sorry, he's dead, and that they need to find Johnny Glitter. Can you find him? Darn tootin'. Yes. <laughs> Let's ride. And then there's yeah. some wacky music and uh-huh. a, I don't know how many times I've said Scooby-Doo this season, but it seems like almost every podcast. There's right. A, oh, is this, where, is this where they have him on the, the, the gurney and he's covered up in the sheet? Yes. And they go past some old bag and she goes, the doctor gave me a pill and I grew no kidney. <laughs> We've had that one before. No, but some guy says, hey, when does the some bus show up? And hold on a second. Hold on. You're missing something. Sally comes up and she's like, I can't find the old fart. And from underneath the sheet, um, what's his face? Kit goes, who do you call an old fart? Then the guy, Humphrey Bogart, comes walking by. Yeah, I'll see. No, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> That's more of a um, James Cagney? No, it's not James Cagney. It's the guy with the big lips. From the Bugs Bunny cartoon, yeah, Man, you see, um, but Edward, he's based no, not, on somebody. It's but... not. It's not Edward G. Robinson. Edward R. Murrow. I think that's who. It is. No, I think it's Edward G. Robinson is the actor. Ed O'Neill who goes. Yeah, you see, <laughs> but uh, yeah, somebody asks for the um, the boss, and then Kit pops up, and then Jerry's mom shows up, and Kit is riding the gurney like a horse, <clears throat> and. They actually have the gurney mm-hmm. on a ramp, and it's out of control. Somebody would get seriously hurt <laughs> because if you've ever sure. pushed a gurney, they're not—they don't have like really strong alignment. That thing would be right. veering into all the walls, and but Yo-Yo's out in the car, and Kit rides the gurney right into the hearse, and as mm-hmm. Angel and Sully are running up, Jerry's mom rips the veil off Sully, and then for some reason 
just gives up. <laughs> yeah. But we go back to Sully's yeah. place and two hookers uh-huh. are watching the baby and this whole thing this whole the the area the this little hotel this slum that these this kid is being raised in it's around drug addicts hookers welders this this kid is definitely going to be fucked up you but, think so yeah you know upbringing yeah. has something to do with it. kit picks up the kid and he he's telling stories and he did that in the first film and the kid pees on kit and then it is it's either magic hour i think it's magic hour quick and they show la in the street and then it is the next day and then angel opens some blinds and how is she dressed uh just like a whore no not yet she's she hasn't gotten dressed yet oh she hasn't gotten dressed yet she is shirt cocking it <laughs> oh okay and actually that's a question you know, i have is i've read it both ways that shirt cocking means it's a shirt and nothing else Okay. And then I've read shirt cocking is like, you know, a shirt and drawers as well. As long as you're not wearing pants and it's just a shirt. Okay. So which is correct? Uh, I'm going to say without drawers. Okay. I've also. That would make more sense yeah. because the shirt is covering up your cock. Right. And it for women, it's actually referred to as shirt cunting. Ah. Right. And that's not a Matt joke. That is actually true. I oh, know that because I okay. looked that up on Urban Dictionary. And, All right. But Angel's looking at clothes and. Then we see Kit and Sully with the baby. And here in my notes it says Sully's eyebrows bother me, but we've already covered that. Angel comes out, and, and how is she dressed? Now is she dressed like a whore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the baby's impressed. <laughs> she's, she's got the whore outfit. She's got the whore hair. And Sully actually kind of takes her to task. What are you, working the streets again? Yeah, I am. I can find out a lot more on the street as Angel than I can as Molly. Right, kid? Makes sense to me. And then we see an exterior shot of a warehouse. Do you recognize that warehouse? Is it from... Oh, what's the Jim Carrey movie where he gets to be God for a while? No, it's actually the kink.com warehouse. I'm not familiar with that. You've never seen videos from kink.com? They, it's on all no. their videos. They have an exterior shot of a warehouse for like two seconds, and then they get into the porn. Oh, okay. But Kit yeah. apparently no. has stolen a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's using the backdrop. And he of, has a little area. Yeah. But uh, this makes less and less sense as time goes on. But he's using the backdrop of an old movie set as wallpaper and they're they're cleaning and he's talking about how he got taken to the nut hut and he doesn't want to go back there and she says that she'll file a restraining order to prevent that and he's impressed that she can actually yeah, do that yeah because his 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 lawyer has been spending all of his money but he pulls out some pistols and then he pulls out some real ammo as well uh because uh, what what good is a gun if it's not if if it's never loaded right Matt? <laughs> right exactly that's what Roger says but in the first film, yes. he actually covered, he carried blanks. Oh, all right. And he gives Angel a little gun. What, what type of gun is it? It's a Derringer. Right. It's super small. It, it, she could hide it in her meat wallet. Right. And I thought that this thing only had two barrels, but we find out later on it does not. <laughs> well, for as often as it misfires, how can you tell? <laughs> but they're out walking the strip. And as luck would have it, they happen to walk 
right by the bad guys. Yes. And the bad guys are driving in a convertible and a hooker actually comes over to them and with huge tits. And there there's a reason I, I love having a Porsche. You know, I just love convertibles. Well, that's nice. Look, we're looking for this street freak. He's lit up like a Christmas tree. The name's Johnny Glitter. He's got this sparkle crap all over him. <laughs> Look, honey, I'm not the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. And I don't give nothing away for free. What? What? Chinatown. Try Chinatown. Chinatown. <laughs> Before they pull away... Well, at first, when they're talking to her and she's being nice, the guy that is on the passenger side is just totally squeezing her tits. He's feeling her up big time. Yes. And then right before they peel away, he makes sure to grab a little ass just for, oh, for, for, right. for a parting gift. Okay. And, uh, we go to the, some like rundown hotel and Johnny Glitter is doing story time with a bunch of old codgers. He's talking to guys like you. <laughs> and there's, they're smoking hand-rolled heaters. Uh, no, what it's a joint, man. No, that he was a, up. no, that was not a joint. That was just a that was just a, a heater. And how do you know this for for sure? I read the script. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how I know this. Authorized. Okay. All right. Okay. No, he's talking to bums. And then uh, there's another dirty bum that's putting Jack Daniels into a coffee wait, cup. Wait, before you get to the the guy that's pouring the Jack into his coffee cup, Johnny Glitter. I keep on wanting to call him Gary. Johnny Glitter brings up a specific person, real life person as the most beautiful woman ever. Do you know who he, who he name drops? No. She was on Seinfeld as herself. Lauren Bacall. Bette Midler. Oh, Bette Midler. Yeah. I, I'm thinking all signs point that um, this Johnny guy might be gay. You think so? But now, yeah, there's a guy that's pouring Jack Daniels into a coffee cup and um, one of the bad guys, the thugs, put, the thugs come in. They put, yeah, go ahead. Puts a cigar out, and, and then I realize, oh, this is actually the hotel manager. Yeah, but it's not a hotel; it's a flop house. But what do they want to see? They want Johnny Glitter. Well, no, they want to see the registry book. Oh, and, right. it, and it's like, uh, what the hell do you guys want? A guy named Glitter Flop here. You must be fucking nuts. People in this place ain't got no name. Ah, shut up. A friend asked you a question. Upstairs. There, there's no loyalty on Hollywood Boulevard. They will no. sell each other out in a hurry. No, I mean, it's... Yeah, it does not take very much to twist their arm. But uh, they go upstairs. Kit and Angel show up, and they help the manager who's on the ground, and the manager tells of the thugs that are going to look for Johnny Glitter. But as the thugs are walking through the hallway, they're just being assholes and just roughing up everybody that they run into. Right, but you forgot to mention that as they're talking to the manager, and he tells them that the four meanest sons of bitches are up there, Angel finds a shotgun, and she's loading the, the, oh, yeah. the shells up. And in the first movie... Kit taught her how to fire a pistol, which she fired like seven times and never hit anything. But she says, yeah, she can fire it. And uh -huh. as the, the bad guys are just kind of being dicks to everybody, Glitter sees the bad guys and, and he kind of gets out of there. And there's actually a little bit of tension. Here's yes. one of those scenes that actually does work. 
there's a little bit of tension here and all these guys are streaming out of the areas where the bad guys have been and one of them walks past and says hi to kit apparently very well known on the streets but the bad guys are further up the stairs Mm -hmm. and this glitter guy you know obviously it's in his fucking name He, he is constantly throwing glitter up which gives the bad guys a trail to follow <laughs> yes they find a glitter trail and they follow it through some doors but um well where do they find him where there's they a are- thug that finds him he well he's in a he's in a bathroom stall but this guy that finds him there's a backstory on this guy so his name is um john rosovich is that rick rosovich's you know brother the brother of rick rosovich slider yes Yes. Slider. Man, you stink. Um, this guy lived, he was an NFL player and he lived with Tom Selleck for a spell. Okay. Because I'm looking at him, I'm like, God, this guy looks so familiar. And then I went through his IMDb and it's just, he was totally typecast as the thug on like Hardcastle and McCormick and Simon and Simon and um, Riptide and Magnum PI. I mean, all these shows, The Fall Guy, he was on all of them as a thug. Sure. Steady work, I guess. Sure. Not a lot of pay in it, but steady work. It is. But uh, no, but they are roughing him up, and Johnny Glitter's like, you've got the wrong guy. And then Kit and Angel show up, and they're like, reach for the sky. And there's a shootout. And Kit takes out one of them. This isn't where her shotgun falls apart. This isn't where her shotgun falls apart, is it? No. Okay. There's a shootout. Kit takes out one guy, and Glitter is crawling for cover. Angel takes out a bad guy, so there's two guys down, and the other two guys bug out, and Glitter recognizes Kit. Apparently, everybody knows this mm-hmm. guy, and they want to know if he's all right. Everybody knows Kit. He says, yeah, and then, very tropey thing, he then faints. And the the three of them are walking out, and Glitter tries to bail. Hold on there, Johnny. Where, where do you think you're headed? We're about to catch the fastest bus out of town. Oh, well, come on now, Johnny. We need your help, don't we, Angel? We sure do, Johnny. Uh, yeah, I guess I owe you one. But, uh, boy, I Johnny. Well. boy. I knew his heart pumped more than just shit. We sure do, Johnny. <laughs> it's great. It's great acting. Let's do it for Johnny. Let's do it for Johnny. <laughs> do it for Johnny, yeah. man. But, um, the... They go and meet with some tattoo artist who at first I thought this guy was. Nope, the it's not him. Man it's the other from... guy. <laughs> it's not Monkey nope, Man. It's the other guy. It's the guy, who, it's the guy from Cannibal Run. We've seen, no, not Monkey. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but this guy's a jack of all trades and works part time as like a. Um, oh, shit. What, what do you call it? A police. Sketch artist? Composite artist. Is sure. that what it's called? Yeah, sketch, sketch artist. artist. Yeah. There you go. But he's also a tattoo artist, which, you know, comparable yeah. skills. And the guy they're looking sure. for was trying to buy wonder, the I tattoo if, place. You wonder if what? Yes. I, I wonder if this guy um, knew somebody that ran a lie detector and they asked him if he ever watched Melrose Place. <laughs> okay. No idea. <laughs> it's, a sign, it's a Seinfeld reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I do. I do remember that. No, okay. But they're they're all going to be meeting at Sully's tonight, and Angel tells Kit to spread the word, and she has to go do some studying. And this is a callback to the first film. Yeah. Yes. In in the first film, she was always going off to study because she had like high school tests, 
And Angel walks into some kind of records bu- building, some kind of government building, and she asks for a ton of records. I call it I, I call it the Register of Deeds. Yep, that could be what it was. And she's turning heads of all the but other people that are there. she wants all the property. Are we on a delay yes. here? <laughs> she wants the property transactions. I don't know. Well, you're skipping things, I and, and I'm trying to keep up okay. because I I must take really good notes when I'm not pausing. That I'm like frantically typing as quickly as possible. But yes, everybody is checking her out. And then she finally notices that one of the guys is staring at her, and she just smiles. And then we go to a a bad guy mansion, and the the main bad guy, mm-hmm. the guy with a cigar from before. Or actually, not the 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 guy we thought was the main bad guy. No, we, we, we find haven't out, seen this guy. We find out it's it. He's the son. Is the son? Yeah, he's talking to his dad, and yes, he's getting an With award. The, what is he getting an award for? Uh, man of the year. And yeah, he he gets off the phone and he changes his tune awfully quick. Two of our fucking men wasted, and you don't know who did it. Well, they came out of nowhere. They disappeared without a trace. I don't believe it. When I was running the show in Kansas City, this kind of thing never happened. You think somebody's moving in on us? Ray thinks they're pros. Epstein. It's that Hebe from Jersey. It's got to be Epstein. So is this guy a mobster, I'm guessing? Um, you know, he brings up Kansas City, and I know that Kansas City is used in several movies, that that's like a hub of Mob bad activity. guys. Yeah. Because I, I think in Casino, um, what's his face? What, whoever the character that Robert De Niro plays. I can't remember his name. Oh, what the fuck his name? It starts off in Kansas City and has to go back. And, like, the money is from the casino is sent to Kansas City. So, and but, then I know a lot of the the um, the Fargo TV show that was on FX, a lot of, like, the bad guy hubs in that is Kansas City also. It's Ace. So. Ace is his Ace. name. Ace. Yeah. Ace. Uh, That's his last name, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it's a Jewish name. It's, it's Goldberg. Not, it's not telling is me. Is it Ace Goldberg? Uh, Ace. It, it just it was cut off on <laughs> the window. I have it open. In. Oh, so I I don't know. Sam Ace something. All right, but um, they're talking about who they're they're talking about Angel and Kit, who are obviously not pros, and then. We, we go to Sully's place, and there are a ton of people there. Probably, this is probably the most expensive scene in the movie. because You think so? Well, all the extras that they had to pay. Sure. and But Kit, Kit shoots his pistols up in the air to get everybody's attention. Yep. Like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Uh, and Angel has something to say. And basically she says that... Oh, God. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't look at any of your clips. I'm looking for Andrew's killer. <laughs> You have to protect your businesses. If we work together, we can help each other. I checked out a few things in the Hall of Records and discovered some very interesting facts. In the last 18 months, 
87 transactions. Over $100 million worth of Boulevard real estate has changed hands. Nothing wrong with buying property. Oh, yes, there is. If you force people to sell or kill them if they don't. That's right. Yes, that's right. Who's behind all this, Angel? I don't know, but it's clear to me that someone is out to take over the Boulevard Vice. There's a lot of money in Vice. I think that Lieutenant Andrews and Janie Soon Lee found out about the scheme and were killed because of it. Just like them damn lamb barons used to do when I was a kid. So you have this mishmash of hookers and street performers and then just legitimate business owners. <laughs> right. Like a jeweler. He owns the jewelry store. But it was just, it was funny listening to that clip. Just her horrible acting and then the murmur, murmur, murmur in the background. <laughs> rubble, rubble, rubble. <laughs> yes. South Park thing. And uh, the, the, um, they, they say that they've identified one of the killers in the drawing from the guy from Cannonball Run is passed around. And if they find out, if they see this guy, who are they supposed to contact if they see this guy? Um, three people. There's three people they mention. Angel, Kit, or Sully? Close. It's Angel, Kit, or Glitter. Oh. So, so Yo-Yo totally got buddy fucked. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> He's been passed over. So now we're on the boulevard, and people are passing out flyers, and one guy is propositioning Angel, and, and he is not taking no for an answer. Right, until she takes out her derringer and puts it up uh, on his balls. Yeah, and then he he backs off, and then she puts the gun back in her meat wallet. And then a random girl recognizes Angel and says that she hasn't lost her touch. And then who shows up? Uh, the cops, the fuzz. Yeah, it's paddy wagon. It's a, it's a vice bust. And mm-hmm. the girl that was just saying that Angel hasn't changed grabs her, and they bolt. But Angel and the other girl, they do get grabbed by the cops. And yeah, so she must have put her Derringer in her meat wallet, because otherwise they would have found it. Right. But she says she's going to have the cops brought up on charges, thrown in the paddy wagon. Um, but I'm thinking, won't a arrest for, what would that be? Not pandering. Um, solicitation. Kind mm-hmm. of fuck with her law career. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But at lockup, she's talking to the girl that tried to run. And then it's her third bus this week. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's a bad week. No, that's a bad week. But she's talking to the 13-year-old from Omaha, and she's like, well, this is my first time. Well, can you go home? Well, yeah, my dad would love that, but at least on the street I get paid. That's a little dark. <laughs> a little Ew. bit of a dark line. Right. Well, don't you have right. anybody else? Well, she does have somebody. She has a sister in my Tucson. Si- and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Angel calls over to the sergeant. Here's a clip. Sergeant Baylor, there's been a terrible mistake here. The mistake, baby, is that you got busted. Tell it to your attorney. Sergeant Baylor, your department is in violation of due process. Article 1, Section 7 of the California Constitution, not to mention the Civil Rights Act. Under California Civil Code, Section 1111.5, Article 4. And... Under California Penal Code, Section 146, you personally and your captain 
are legally liable for false arrest. You know, if I ever was to become an actor, I'd want to use that as my monologue for like my audition <laughs> and, okay. and, and hope I could show as much gravitas gravitas as, as she has because <laughs> she's just yeah, so, it's not so terrible. <laughs> it's not good. But yeah. And then she's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sergeant well, the is cap- the captain. The captain is, is like, well, you know, she's right. Uh, but now she's in his office, the captain's office, and she asks. He asks what she's doing, and she goes, "Well, if you were doing your job," and he goes, "Don't you dare tell me how to do my job!" And then he tells her to keep her nose out of police business. And then he name drops Andrews, says he was my friend too, and that kind of pisses her off. And then what does Angel counter to the captain with? Uh, asks about the thirteen-year-old. And asks if he'll help her, and he's like, well, I can, but she'll just be back out on the street no matter what I do. And then Angel says, well, just try and help. Right. So the next day... A lady bum recognizes the bad guy. And and what is the bad guy doing? He's got the 13-year-old and the chick with the big tits. Well, he pulls up, and he's propositioning somebody. And the, the bum recognizes him from the flyers. And he asks for how much for around the world in 80 days. Oh, yeah, 500 bucks. And I know what around the world is. I don't know what around the world in 80 days is. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. Do you know what around the world is? No. It, it's, it's, it's the triple play. Oh. It, it's oral, vaginal, and anal, usually oh. in that order. Um, oh. If you change the order, it costs more money, or so I've heard. Um <laughs> But um, glitter. Glad. Well, you don't want to be. You don't want to be sticking your shitty dick into, you know, a vagina. That that could no, cause it's not good. infection. That that could cause infection. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. You think? <laughs> but uh, glitter is driving the hearse, and the shopping cart lady told them that the horror and that the horse like normal place of business is in this building. Mm-hmm. And. Kit said he's heard some wild stories about what goes on in this building, and Glitter's going to stay in the car, but he's supposed to honk if he sees the killer. Right. So did, when Jen made the open, did she know what around the world? Not a clue. <laughs> so I said it's going to get me in trouble, right? Probably. Yeah. She's you're going to take me on a trip? <laughs> yes, and Doug is coming with, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think that would be more than 500 bucks. Um, it's half... <laughs> <laughs> bone no inner nose you know half um right yes but uh, goo goo. yeah kit and angel walk into the place and there are some guys that they're are beating, just yeah, beating up the horse we see some boar boobs and were these i wasn't sure at first if these were the the bad guys they were looking for or if these were just some other bad guys but yeah it, these are not the bad guys you were looking for <laughs> You're free no, to go about are. your business. They are. They Move are. Along. They bust in. They grab the 13-year-old and the thugs chase. Um, there's an old bag mopping the floor. Well, Kit and Angel split up. Okay. Yeah, yes. but you're right. There's an old bag that's mopping the floor. And what does Angel do? She spills the bucket of water on the floor <laughs> and then goes around it. And then the sl- the thug. So we're down to two thugs, right? Right. There's, we started off with four. We're down to. T- no, we start off with five. 
Well, there's more that come up. He has a, there's a lot in the end. There's like five or six in the end. Yes. But the thug comes around the corner, slides on the water, kind of on his feet, like he's skiing on the water and then slips on his butt and slides right out of a a window. (laughs) And the guy, the guy lands on the hearse, which isn't shown. I'm sure yeah. for budgetary reasons. And then he yes. slides down and glitter sees it, and then he honks the horn. Right. But that night, Angel is. I thought it was at first it was a train ticket, but it's actually the ki- Angel is giving the little kid a plane ticket to Houston. I'm so sorry, Tucson. T- Tucson. And you talk to my sister. Yeah, she's going to pick you up at the airport. And how can I ever thank you? Don't come back. And they put her in a cab to LAX. And we go to the bad guy's mansion, and the son is telling them, telling the dad that he figured out who's fucking up their operation. A hooker, a drugstore cowboy, and a Jewish dyke? That's the powerful organization we're worried about? There's no mistake. We've checked it out. Now, why in the fuck would three misfits like this have a hard-on for us? Can you answer that? Dad... Can you answer that? Please. Dad, please. Can you answer that? Turns out that Andrews was a hooker's guardian. The hooker's guardian? Yeah. That's it? That's the reason they're all over our ass? Yes. That's it. I want them taken care of. All right. So the next day, Angel is walking. Hold down. on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. Did you hear? Did you hear the background music? Yes. Do you think that was just the score, or was that the music that the bad guy had playing in the background? I would assume that like he, he had was, it playing. That was diegetic. That was actually probably playing in his study or whatever. That he's a he's a bad guy that enjoys the finer things in life, like well, Grey Poupon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pulls up on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. Rolls Pardon Royce. Me. Pardon me. Would you have any Grey Poupon? But Angel is out, and what is she doing? Um, She's carrying groceries. Oh, yes, because the groceries come into, a, into play in just a second here, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> and... It's a problem I have with this film, but um, she's turning heads as she's walking down the street and she's walking past this huge mural and somebody pulls up and is trying to talk to her and she's ignoring it until they actually call her by her given name, Molly. And who is it that's talking to her? It's the sergeant. And he, she says something about the, sar- the, the sergeant that she read the riot act to about the law, about right. following the law in jail. Yes. And he says that um, she says it's a little early and he says cops never sleep. And they got a break in the Andrews case. So she gets in the car and she starts blowing him. And the the car, the cars in this film are very 80s. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just showed, you could not make a period film in the 80s that had this amount of 80s identifiable cars in it, I don't think. Okay. But they're making some small talk in the car. So you were a friend of Andrews, huh? That's right. Here he took you off the streets, paid your way through college. I bet you were real grateful to him for that. All right, I'm just going to pause that clip for just a second. 
I thought this was going to go a completely different way than the way it goes here. Oh, how did you think it was going to go? Oh, I thought he was just going to try to... Like, pull out his dick? Yeah. He took it out. (laughs) It. Out. Yeah. Yeah. What are you trying to say, Sergeant? Hey, don't get so touchy. I just thought it was a real nice thing for him to do, that's all. Yeah, it was. He was a good cop. Good cop. Too bad he put his nose in where it didn't belong. I thought that's what good cops were supposed to do. Good cops. Yeah. Yeah, he he does a little bit of a heel turn here, and he kind of swerves off, and he's driving like an asshole in a parking garage. Yeah. And there's no reason for him to be driving like that. No. It gets all the way up to the top. And he has his gun out, and he has her get out of the car, and he's putting on a silencer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as he's putting on her si- his silencer, she does this very unconvincing of her throwing her groceries on him. Well, why would she get out of the car continuing to hold her groceries? And the, the her throwing the groceries, I can't believe the director didn't say seriously. You have to be able to throw groceries better than that. Let's let's do right. let's do another take. Yes, but she, then she knees him in the balls. He shoots. She runs. He hops in his car, and he's chasing her. Um, and she hides behind this column. He gets out of the car. She's got her Derringer that she pulled out of her meat wallet. Yeah, and there's actually a little bit of a panty shot as she climbs over the divider. From yeah, floors. I saw that. Yep, I saw that. Um, <laughs> this was just the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen because – Every time she comes around the corner with her Derringer and he's there, click, and then he hides back behind. And how many times does this happen? Uh, three. No, yeah. Three it, times. It's three times, yeah. It's three times. And then on the fourth time, he's like, hey, 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 you know, like, you can't shoot me. And then she shoots him in the shoulder. Right. Yeah. The fourth time was a charm, but she's mm-hmm. out of bullets now and she's cooked. And then mm-hmm. in in the distant background, someone comes out of the distance with a gun and they shoot the sergeant. And who who was it? It was the captain. And the bad guy, the sergeant, says, "Jesus Christ, Harry! You didn't have to do that." Like, yeah, I kind of did. Yeah. How did he know? How did the captain know that this is where the sergeant takes the sh- people to kill? Well, he was following Angel. Oh, that's he what was it was. Following. Okay. But th- the sergeant dies, and the captain mm. puts his suit jacket over the body, which. I understand you do that for dead bodies out of respect, but this guy's a scumbag. Why did he do that? It's going to wreck his jacket. It is going to wreck his jacket, but Angel's like, you used me as well, bait. Yeah, Angel's pissed. Mm-hmm. You used me for bait. I'm doing my job. Look, why don't we two help each other? We don't know who Baylor was working for, but Janie Sue Lee knew. She had proof. Before she could pass it on to Andrews, they were both killed. But I promise you one thing, Angel. Whoever did it, I'll get it. If you don't, I will. So the acting is a little subpar here. It sounds like they're reading off of cue cards. (laughs) And there's actually a deleted scene that happens immediately after this where the captain gets back and he is getting reamed by the mayor because the mayor did not approve of the way this went. So I I have that clip as well. Oh, all right. 
You're using her as bait. It was her idea. Don't worry, no harm will come to her. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't work out that way. <laughs> no. No. But, but now, now we're we're yeah. back. The main boss is talking to his son. Talks about his future yep. and what he Wait, needs to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's all pins on a map, and the the mob guy is explaining what the whole grand plan is. World's changed, Miles. Let's have a drink. Each one of those pins is an annuity for you, kid. Can't tell you the potential of Hollywood Boulevard. Well, name one of those movie theaters after your mother. May her soul rest in peace. Commercial possibilities are unlimited. And I'm not going to lose it because of some goddamn ragtag band of pissant vigilantes. You know, this guy is trying to go legit through nefarious means. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to have a real legitimate business. And it reminded me of, it's still this way, honestly. You still could do it. One of the things I've always wanted to do, and I'd love to do, and I should do, but I never will, is buy some land in Detroit. Because it's going to be worth millions. You think so? Eventually, it, worth, it has to why, come back. They've been saying that about Detroit for a long time. But... Look at other areas that were economically depressed that, you know, came back and became just worth fortunes, things that have been gentrified and they become uh, casinos or they become hotels or they become shopping districts or they become high-rise apartments. Okay, I, I I can give you one reason, one reason alone as to why that has happened with those areas. Okay. Change in administration. That's never going to happen in Detroit. Well, I I mean, of all the bad things you can say about Detroit, they've never elected mayors that have any kind of criminal background or baggage. Sure, never. Kind of like Chicago. Yeah, no, I mean, clean is the, what, driven snow? Yeah. But... Yeah, what is the guy? Is it Kirkpatrick or Kirkpatrick or something like that? From Kwame. Detroit? Yeah, Kwame. Kwame Kirkpatrick. I, he I he no was idea. the mayor who he actually had his uh, pager uh, it used as evidence for him using his the the mayor of mansion for his booty calls. Oh, all right. But uh, the phone rings, and the top bad guy is not happy. The dad isn't happy because he finds out they got Baylor, the sergeant, and. The son says he'll take care of it. And Angel is getting picked up outside of the cop shop in the hearse. Mm-hmm. And they're being but, tailed. Yes. The limo is following. Wait, but, and wait, with, with, if you had to tail somebody, hypothetically, for whatever reason, you were going to tail somebody, and you knew that you were going to follow this car, how far behind that car would you park when that car was parked before... When, when they so when they took off, they would not notice you. Oh, six or seven car lengths. See, I would want to be as close to that car as possible. <laughs> <laughs> kind of so, like the limo. It's in the same shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Angel's pissed because she had to testify in the captain's behalf, and Glitter of all people recognizes the car behind them, 
Mm-hmm. This and is it, the limo. This is the limo that was there when the lieutenant got shot. But uh, the limo, the guys in the limo start shooting at them. And thankfully, Kit in the in the vehicle has a has a shotgun hidden away underneath the seat. But the bad guy car, the limo, pulls up next to literally four feet from one car to the other at most. And a guy has a shotgun and he misses because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's pointing the gun up in the air. Sure. It's but, hard. It's hard. It's hard shooting at a moving target like that. But where does but, uh, uh, Kit say he got the shotgun from? Oh, God. Um, Roy Rogers or Wyatt Earp. No, no. Is it Wyatt Earp? Nope. He's got from Duke Wayne. Not John Wayne. Not oh, the right. Duke. Okay. Duke Wayne. All right. His uh, cousin actually became Batman. Sure. But uh, Sully asks, will it shoot you, dumb fuck? <laughs> and then they get separated. The two cars get separated somehow because these are the worst bad guys ever. Mm-hmm. But there's a blowout. And uh, Glitter says they can fix it, but they don't have time. No, no, no. You're missing. You're, you're, you're skipping a part. Okay. Where they, they open up the back doors of the hearse. And this and the the shoot at the the limo and this is where the shotgun falls apart before he can even fire it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Then they get the flat. the The limo is going around the block, and Johnny's like, "Well, hey, I can. I do you have a jack? I can fix it. We don't have time, you dumb fuck." So they go down an alley, and there's a dead end. Well, it's kind of a dead end. There's some stuff there. They probably could actually move through it all. Yeah. Okay. But here comes the limo. And Angel and Kit start shooting at the limo. Right. And the limo, I don't know, hits a dumpster, goes on its side. Yeah, goes to a hazard, out. yeah. Yes, the, the, thug, the, the thug, the one thug that is constant is Rick Rosovich's brother. Right. In this, um, but the sun crawls out and Kit captures him. And now we're back at the, the mansion, the bad guy mansion, and... Mm-hmm. The main bad guy, the dad, he's looking at a vase. Yes. And the cigar chomping Rosovich comes in and says, they got miles. He's he's looking at a vase through um, a magnifying glass? Yes. Yes. And yes, when the the thug tells him that they got his son, he drops the vase. But thankfully, um, it's a reproduction. (laughs) It, It wasn't like third century Ming. And then he beats some women. <laughs> because they asked for it. Because that's that's how you get across to women. Boy, a lot of references in that line, isn't there? You didn't think I was... I was I'm like, okay, I got like half a second here. I got a place that I know where that's from. I know where that's from. And just for reference, that is from Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, where right. Indiana Jones breaks a vase over one of the bad guy's no. skulls. No, or, no. Or, or does... Is it his comes, dad Indiana does? Jones comes through the window and... and um, what is what is Sean Connery's name in that movie? Dad. What's his first name? Doctor Jones. Henry. Henry. There you go. Um, and breaks a vase over Indy's head. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Junior. Yes, Dad. And then he's looking at. It, he's like, oh, it's a per- reproduction. Yeah. Uh, yes. But um. Now we're back at Sully's place, and the two hookers are watching the kid. The main bad guy and the cigar-chomping henchman show up, and they ask where Angel and the rest of that crew is. 
we wouldn't tell you if we knew. And then a fist fight fight breaks out. It's not a good one. Right. But the the Bill, women are at holding one point, their own. There's 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 like a mannequin with a wig on it and yeah. the, the 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 thug grabs the mannequin's wig. The guy who ran earlier <laughs> um shoots one with a shotgun. And then, uh, yeah, blows one of the women away. And then the main bad guy has found the baby. And he picks it up out of the crib. This is what a cute baby. And Kit and Sully and Glitter and Angel have the son tied up in a warehouse. But the son mm-hmm. isn't saying anything. And Angel is kind of being the voice of reason here. She's saying they have to call the cops. And everybody else is, no, 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 no. They're not great crime well, fighters. But in the meantime, so so the, the, the bad guy's son is tied up to like a, a brick column. Yes. And he's he's got ropes tied, tied, holding his hands around the brick column. And he's working the ropes up and down. How do they not see that? They're, they're, they're not great crime fighters. They're really not. No, they're not. No. And the, the phone rings, which is enough of, well, actually, the son uses the dad's words from before. Ragtag band of pissant vigilantes. No, I'm sorry. I have this backwards. Um, he actually, as he's kind of working his, the ropes along the brick, he finally gets free. He jumps mm. over, grabs the gun that is just loose on the bed <laughs> yes. for some reason. And that's when he uses his dad's words, ragtag band of pissant vigilantes, as he's hurting the heroes together. And then the phone rings. Before we go any further... I know that Kit stole this warehouse. He had phone service installed as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I never, I didn't think about that. Yes, I guess he did. But that is a, enough of a distraction so that Kit can score a boom headshot, boom headshot. <laughs> the sun rocks back and forth and falls. Uh huh. And who answers the phone? I think Glitter actually asks if no, anybody's Sally, getting... Sally answers the phone and she goes it's it's for Angel and Angel oh, yes yes glitter says is anybody going to answer that cuz it rings like seven times well the, he didn't have time to go out and buy an answering machine <laughs> no because you know the, the AT&T was going to show up between 8 and noon to show to install the phone service but it's for Angel she picks it up and her exact conversation is yes yes uh-huh uh-huh yes i understand <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then she slowly puts down the phone. The bad guys want to trade the baby for his son, the son right. that they just blew a hole in his head. <laughs> right, right. They can still do a so, trade. I, I didn't hear anything about the son needing to be alive. No, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, okay, how are they going to do this? But um, yeah, they drive to the location as to where they're going to meet, and this certainly looks like the apartment building that was used. Where the um, the toy maker lives in Blade Runner, okay, with the weird elevators that are kind of all exposed. Never saw it. You've never seen Blade Runner? I'm kidding? No, I just don't. I don't remember that particular thing. But <laughs> all right, it's kind of it's 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 in the movie a couple of times. But uh, Kit but, and um, Angel walk into the building and they're wheeling the son in a wheelchair, and I'm thinking the son got JFK. Did they glue his head back together? Well, no, they just, they put a gag around his mouth and put a Band-Aid over the hole in his head. At first, I thought it was concealer. It, later, you can so clearly see that it's a Band-Aid, but there is a yes. cool overhead shot as they're kind of coming in to this, whatever kind of building it is. And they they get in the elevator, 
And Gerard said we're supposed to wait right here until they arrive. You get just as close to the little buck as you can. You jam that wheelchair right into old Gerard's nuts, grab a little buck and run like hell. Because that's when I'm going to commence shooting. And this is the kind of elevator that was in another movie that we did. <clears throat> it's not Fatal Attraction. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not It's not that type of elevator. It's got the doors that you, you slide shut yourself. Yeah, but those doors went top to bottom. These doors are side to side. It had both. It had the gate. It, the only thing, this thing did not have the top to bottom, but it did have the gate. Okay. Well, but either way. Um, different but the same, Matt. The the bad guy comes in with two henchmen, and apparently there's uh. more um, <laughs> because there's a lot of people that get killed in this scene. Spoiler right. alert. The elevators are going up, and then Sully and Glitter were waiting just outside, and they come in. And everybody is out of the elevators on opposite sides of a higher floor. It's not the top floor, but it's a higher mm-hmm. floor. Right. And he asks uh, if his son is okay. <laughs> well, he, he's been better. <laughs> she grabs him by the back of the hair and nods his head forward like, yes, dad. So stupid. Well, him having him gag was actually smart, you know, because yeah. he can't talk. But. Okay, let's do it. And then once again, there's actually some tension in this scene as well. In this, where they have them on other on each end, mm-hmm. and it it completely goes away in like three seconds, right? But, because the bandage falls off. Yeah, it wasn't concealer. <laughs> just yeah. put a bandaid over the bullet. Because I that's what I thought it was concealer at first too, but no, it's just a bandage. And there's a big shootout. The uh, the main bad guy is like, I got the baby, I got the baby, and now we see lots of bad guys kind of popping out all over the place. But the, the main bad guy that was with the dad, when the band aid or bandage falls off, he says, "That's a fucking bullet hole." <laughs> yeah. But Sully and Glitter are not very good at taking cover. The old man's making a break for it, and Sully takes out one of the bad guys. And Sully takes cover under a glass light. All right. I don't think that's going to really provide you with a lot of cover from a bullet. Probably not. But then Kit takes out another bad guy. Angel is running and being shot at. Kit is crawling on the floor and goes to reload. Uh, Glitter is crawling as well. But as he's crawling, he's still throwing glitter. (laughs) Yes. It's so stupid. But the dad is going up some stairs with the kid. Sully is crawling. Um, Kit uses the dead son in a wheelchair as cover, and he takes out another bad guy that falls over the railing and falls down. Mm-hmm. And then Glitter is found by the bad guy from the be- beginning, Rasevich. He's, he's in an elevator. And Glitter closes his eyes, and he's firing his gun like the blind woman from Deadpool. Yeah. And some debris apparently gets in the bad guy's eye from one of his missed shots. Mm-hmm. Then Glitter finally shoots the bad guy and continues to fire wildly, and he gets a ricochet that hits him in the leg. <laughs> right. And he's calling that for a medic. Glitter, that hits glitter, yes, it hits glitter in the leg. Yes. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Angel is chasing down the dad, who still has a doll, I said, he's carrying. Right. But, but he's got a. I mean, he's got a, an automatic pistol that when it's out of ammo, the, the slide comes back and the barrel is exposed. Yeah. And he's out of ammo, and the baby is grabbing the barrel of the gun. Like, yeah, that would be fucking hot as hell. 
Oh, if he'd been firing it, sure, absolutely. But he and I, I had never seen this before, but I'm thinking he has one card left to play as the kid is grabbing for the gun because Angel walks up on the dad, and I'm thinking he's going to pull a Michael Jackson here, isn't he? That's in my notes. It was, he pulls Michael Jackson. Yeah, he drops the gun and he dangles the kid over the edge. Uh huh. And then he says this to Angel. Who do you think you're messing with, Hooker? <laughs> throw that gun down before I drop it. And Angel sweating, as is the dad, and she drops the gun and kicks it over to him. And he picks it up, and she tells him, you got the gun, put the baby down. He does, and the kid starts crawling. What kind of a building <laughs> has railings, but railings that kids can crawl under? Yeah, well, this is, you know, 85. The, the, this was either grandfathered in or the code was not written properly yet. But... He's the the dad says you'll never make it, and she he's talking about Angel going for the kid, the kid I, who's who's crawling towards the open railing, and Sully shoots the dad, and sure shit the kid goes over the edge, and I'm like you've <laughs> got to be fucking kidding I know, me, I know, <laughs> and I knew what was going to happen, yes, and so what happens with the after several really really shitty shots of the kid yeah. falling, Kit Graham. Catches the baby. It reminds me of the after, old joke. After, after it falls three stories. Oh, about the football player who yeah. catches the baby. Yeah. Spikes the baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, Sully gets, gets the kid back. Angel compliments Kit. And then Glitter rolls out in the wheelchair. And the five of them are out on the, sc- uh, out on the street. A squad car rolls up. Wouldn't they have to stick around for a while? Yeah. You think <laughs> answer so. some questions. Sure. They're just walking away as the cops come up and the credits start start to roll and I'm I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Nope, it's just a fade to black. Yes. So the movie is over. Mhm. Obviously it could not hold up. No. The thing I'll say about this movie not as bad as I expected. Oh, it was terrible. It was, it was not it good. Was, oh, it was fucking stupid. And then, you know what? And that that concerns me, Matt. That you go out of your way to pick bad movies. No, I don't go out of my. I I'd never seen this before. Well, but you knew it was going to be bad. I there, mean, there are diamonds in the rough, Doug. Yes, you knew, you knew that it was going to be bad, and it was bad. It was it was not good. It was it was a complete waste of my time. Because this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Would you recommend it? No. Yeah, why not? You know, no. There's, there's worse ways to sp- spend 90 minutes. Yeah, it was not good. It wasn't great. No. It wasn't great. It w- wasn't terrible. So the last thing for the movie itself... And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Didn't watch it. That was Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! It's really easy. I don't have to replace that clip. <laughs> yeah. There. Ah, so, moving on. Watcha. 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 And in my defense, screwballs. I, I, I didn't mind screwballs at all. Loose screws. Screw, screwballs knew what it was. Uh-huh. Just like you said. I said, yeah, it was fucking stupid. But you're like, yeah, but you knew going in it was going to be stupid. And it was, it was, it knew exactly what it was. And it was that. 
this movie tried to be campy and try and that w- with a flair of of seriousness and it just failed across the board. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So for myself, um I I finished watching Halloween Ends. Mhm. And you're not a horror guy. Uh-uh. You're not a big Friday the 13th. Uh- Nightmare I'm a sci- Street, I, I, if, if it's if I like horror, if I want to watch horror, it's got to be sci-fi. Like what? What's the really scary uh, space film? Event Horizon. <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> From that great description I gave. <laughs> yes. I are you serious? Is that what you were? Thinking That's of? exactly Sam- what I was talking about. Yeah. Okay, with Sam Neill and uh, Sam Neill. Did it have the girl that skied into the tree? Miranda Richardson? Yeah, I think so. May, that's Liam Neeson's wife. Well, Maybe. was. Yeah, well, yeah, was. Jack Noseworthy is in that. The guy who plays the bad guy in Braveheart is in that. Not Braveheart. Patriot is in that. Lawrence Fishburne is in that. Yeah, I remember that movie. I like that movie. I haven't watched that in a long time. I don't know if I it hold up. The, I saw that in the theater. So did I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, is Lawrence Fishburne in that? I don't know. Yeah, I think Lawrence Fishburne is in that. Yeah, don't confuse it with Sphere, which is dog shit. Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Halloween ends. All right, okay. From, I'd seen, there's like, Halloween has this really fucked up continuity because there was the first Halloween, and that's the only one that is always canon. Then there was Halloween 2, and then there was Halloween 3, which had nothing to do with Halloween 1 or Halloween 2. Then there was Halloween 4, 5, and 6, which were all continuations of 2, ignoring 3. And then there was Halloween 7, I think, which was a a sequel to Halloween 1, but ignored everything between it. And then it gets really kind of wonky. But three, three films ago, so there was Halloween, just Halloween, which came out in 2018, and then Halloween Kills, and then now Halloween Ends. This was three movies. They were only sequels to the first film. Everybody raved about the first one. It was okay. The second one was fucking terrible. It was on the level of the worst of the sequels. But mm-hmm. some from some people I respect, they said Halloween Ends is quite possibly the best next to the very first one. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> is it? Because you have a movie where you have the killer, Michael Myers. He's not even in the fucking film. He's really? in like three, four minutes of the film. And that's oh. it. It's it's huh. terrible. Huh. Uh, but right. you're not going to watch it anyway. No. Um, American Psycho. I watched <clears> that. <throat> um, it's not as good as I remember it being. And Bale just is weird in it. And I know that Christian mm-hmm. Bale is a weird guy, but mm-hmm. he's just weird in it. I watched a documentary called uh, "What Happened to Brittany Murphy" about the death of Brittany and, and Murphy. And what did it? What, what happened to Brittany Murphy? How did she die? They don't Drugs? say. Really? Well, they they say she died of pneumonia, but they don't say what oh, caused right. the pneumonia. And it was interesting, but really weird. And I also watched the first episode of The Vow season two, which is about um, Nexium, the uh, sex cult. Oh, all right. And this goes back to a couple of seasons ago when I said, hey, I think I should start a cult. Okay. At what point are people responsible for the decisions that they make? 
uh, all the decisions that they make. So if you are in a cult and you are in a cult of your own free will, mm-hmm. is that on you? Because mm-hmm. Brittany Murphy was with this guy who, by all accounts, was kind of a leech. He found, he was like a remora fish. Is that right? Remora? The fish that's that kind of that... sucks on the other fishes. Okay. He'd find a rich woman and then move into her life and just totally start controlling her. And he did that to Brittany Murphy. But Brittany Murphy said she was in love with this guy. And isn't that her decision? Mm-hmm. But it takes away both the vow and this Brittany Murphy doc- documentary take away all responsibility for the these adults that are making these these decisions. That's why I'm saying, it, at what point are you accountable for your own decisions, your own actions? Oh, I like I said, I think you you're as an adult, you are you're responsible for your own actions, unless you're found mentally incompetent, which. I you know I don't want to get into the whole Waukesha trial thing, Waukesha parade trial thing because it's a shit show. I don't even know what's going on with that. I know oh, yeah. what okay. happened, but I, I don't yeah. know what what's going on with the trial. So the dude he's he's representing himself. Oh, that's and, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, and it's you could just go on YouTube and watch some of the clips of it. It's fucking insane. It's insanity, and the ju- the judge is just like, God, she has just got to be like the most patient mother ever having to deal with this cocksucker. All right. Then um, Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched last week's Andor, which I didn't have a chance to watch before mm-hmm. our last podcast because I was looking for pictures for you. Mm-hmm. I thought that uh, it, it's it's probably a good series. I just don't know if it's a good Star Wars series. And I read, right. I read so much online about how it is the best Star Wars ever. But I think, I mean, finally in episode seven, the first time we've seen stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, you know, and the whole thing is, is somebody cr- criticizes Andor, the response to that is, I'm sorry, it doesn't have enough pew, pew, pew lightsabers for you. But I'm sorry, pew, pew, pew lightsabers is kind of what Star Wars is. Yeah. And then lastly, I watched uh, the season finale of House of the Dragon. Okay, I watched that as well. And um, I'm going to fucking hate the wait. Um, I know. The the best part of it is I, I love subtleties in acting, non-verbal things, but things that, like the Vader thing, when Vader's standing on that little walkway in Return of the Jedi, and mm-hmm. even though you can't see his face, you still can see the emotion in just the, the way he's standing. In or a lot of the speeches that Angel gave in the movie we just talked about, but yes, in the end of House of the Dragon, oh, she turns around. Oh no, no, not that. Before that, uh, One-Eyed Willie when he knows when he realized he fucked up. Oh yeah, it's like this is not good, and and he knows he has to go back to uh, the Red Keep, and this guy basically started a war. Because he was being a bully. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, but that that was, you know, the dragon that he stole. And you didn't realize how big that dragon was. Until oh, God, you see it just fly, gigantic. When you see it fly over the other one, it's like, oh, boy. 
That's not good. Yeah. No, and I I don't know what, what point I realized, yeah, this kid is not making it out. And, uh-huh. and to be fair, the kid did kind of poke the bear a little bit because when he went after the big dragon and, you know, breathed fire on it, Right, that was game over at that point. And the other guy realizes what's happening, and he's trying to control it. And he's saying in High Valerian, "Obey me, obey me." And and he's just trying to hold on to the dragon because he knows this is over. But as soon as what happens happens, the look on his face of, "Uh oh, I done fucked up." Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't watched a whole lot. I watched that. I've been trying to you know pick my way through Pennyworth. Um, I did finish the first season and then started the second season last night, but fell asleep. So it's good, but at the same time, it's kind of a slog just because, I mean, you take a look at the first season, a lot of stuff happened in that first season. Okay. So did you ever finish watching the the series? No, I'm going to, I'm going to get back to it. I, I, I watched the first couple of episodes. I watched until the crazy woman got out of prison and that was about it. Oh, okay. So you did not see. No, whatever you're about to say. No, I did not see it. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So time for next week's movie. Yep. 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 I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie and I think I like it. Um, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Rory Calhoun plays Kit Karsten in this week's movie. He plays Captain Juan Manje in 1976's Mission to Glory. Are you sure you're ready? Yeah. Okay. Ricardo Montalban plays General La Fuente in that film. Montalban plays Khan in this 1982 my precious. <laughs> or. <laughs> oh, God, should I veto this? Um, <laughs> was this in your docket for sequels? No, it was not. All right. Um, well, we're actually at the tail end of the year. We're going to get into a couple precious movies. Um Wow, good thing we ha- we have a little bit of a, a break here. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. That's why I just I watched this I, like two weeks ago. <laughs> did you see? I wasn't even thinking. I should have done a scary movie, seeing that it's Halloween, Mm-mm. but we'll be past Halloween. This yeah. should have been a scary movie. Well, it it was. Yes, the, the dialogue and the acting was downright frightening. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> so this is going to be our second shortest podcast in over a year the only yeah, one shorter than this is loose screws <laughs> okay because this will this will creep in it in rch over two hours uh-huh but um okay well go ahead and bring us on home all right hey thanks everybody for joining us for this shit show that matt um actually i should say shit stew that <laughs> that matt created and stirred up and 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 cooked on the stove of Horrible movies. Thank you, Matt. See, when I pick a movie, I, I, may, I say to myself, could it be bad? Maybe. But I enjoyed it as a child, and that's why I choose it. I Sometimes enjoyed you... the, the poster of the first one. 
Oh, you the poster. This is I'm going to choose this movie because I enjoyed the poster of the movie that came out 2 years prior to it. One of my favorite Logic. albums Very ever. Very logical. One of my favorite albums ever I ever purchased. I bought purely based on the cover art and I loved it. And what was the album? Hollywood Vampires. All right. LA Guns. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you want to reach out to the show and and tell Matt Hey, dumbass. Don't pick dumb, <laughs> dumb movies. Pick good movies, like Doug does. Doug picks good movies. Um, you can reach. You can do that by emailing us at betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. Send us a message that way. Rate and review where you get your podcast. I have no idea if we've been rated or reviewed lately. I really don't. I, have no, I don't even know where to check that. So uh, You can't really do it anywhere other than, I want to say, iTunes. Um, and, but we're uh, on like every service. We're on Amazon. We're on Google. We're on um, Spotify. I mean, yeah. y- you name a service, we're on there. Right. I mean, we're still at fourteen five star ratings. Well, um, that's not haven't bad. gotten haven't gotten a review in over a year. Um. So, oh well. I Spotify. I don't think there's any reviews. Um. I I know. Uh, I don't know. The clean feed one, you, there's no reviews. I guess I could, I don't, I don't know. We wouldn't be on iHeart. Yeah, we are. I'm pretty sure. Are we? All right. Well, Either here. Doesn't matter. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, join us for whenever Doug gets back from vacation um, for, uh, fuck, what movie are we doing? Wrath Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. It's available on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. I do not know if it was available on HBO Max. I don't know if it still is. It's, you know, the the Star Trek movies bounce around between Netflix, Amazon, and HBO. It's out there somewhere. Everybody's seen it. Um, I'm assuming... No, I... I, Don't say that. I don't think everybody has seen it. There's lots of people that are not Star Trek fans. You don't have to be a Star Trek fan. I mean, it, it is... I mean, it's a top ten. For, yeah, for a lot of people, not just me, not just you. It's a top ten for a lot of people. Yeah, has the best naval battles of any film ever. I disagree. You it's think got Master and Commander battles. is better? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, talk to you soon. All right. We'll see ya. <laughs>